Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And three. Two, one. Hey, welcome everybody. <laughs> I'm the engineer and the host. My name is Bill Cox, and welcome to Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. And this is number two forty-five. Hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Bang! Not sure where you ended up. Spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. And you know what? We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And each of us are on our own spiritual journey, just like you. And I think it's important to get encouraged, and I get encouraged by talking to regular guys, spiritual guys that are out there slugging it out, meeting daily challenges just like me. And that's why we're here. And we're on this No Church Answers tour, and glad that you've joined us. And you know, our No Church Answers 30-minute video show can be streamed from our man up spiritual oasis youtube page so subscribe hit like button leave a comment and of course preach the word tv broadcast the show saturday at 8 a.m on wyga tv in case you are in the atlanta area but of course our podcasts are available on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts please rate the podcast and leave a review uh all this would not be possible without your support um, at this point in time, I just want to let you know that uh, we might be a little more freeform than uh, than we always are because our very capable engineer, uh, Professor Koshu, he is out on location and uh, yours truly is fumbling through it. So <laughs> glad you joined us. This is awesome. Uh, we're going to have a great uh, panel discussion, roundtable panel discussion about things, issues, spiritual scriptures that are particularly applicable to men. And at this time, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our panel tonight, uh, former world-class policy writer, but a current professional gambler and almost healed individual. It's our producer, Mr. Steve Ditch. Yes, I'd hey, say we've we got about five and a half arms among them. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And he's a former prosecutor, attorney, we call him the judge, Michael Cropper is here. Hey, guys. Hi, Mike. Good to see you. <laughs> and uh, just wanted to let you know that, uh, Koshu, we're thinking about you, my man. And uh, at this time, we're going to go ahead and uh, talk about these lessons. And it was a, it's a great uh, title. Uh, on God's time and God's dime. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and throw the overview to our producer, Mr. Steve Ditch. I'm going to kind of come in on a, on a grim note. Um, this, this is a very timely lesson, I found, because it really does talk about, uh, well, it's, it's a brutal, it's a brutal uh, outburst by James, the author of this letter, the attributed author, and uh, that essentially your time is not your time and your money is not your money. And I think really after maybe 15 years in this country of relative stable economic growth, 
a lot of, you know, a lot of, as they say, first world problems, all this, uh, I'm going to just call it nonsense about wokeness, about uh, cancel culture, about, uh, you know, it's finally, we're finally getting a very rude wake-up call that maybe started with COVID, and now we're looking maybe for the for certainly since i was in my teens and 20s a rate of inflation at that level value seem to be sucking out of it you know day by day and even more so there are probably very few people left in this world who remember the last land war in europe and we have one uh and so as we go into this as james really comes out and says oh you guys making all your great plans let's go here for uh let's you know let's go down to cozumel for a, for a month or let's go to europe for a year uh in a way he's he's going to say that here he's also going to talk about the ephemeral nature nature of wealth and maybe it's really time to to take a a hard uh to take this like a hard slap in the face, uh, because I think we, as certainly as Americans, have been very complacent. And you look at the numbers, and you, we've talked about how how faith in God has gone away. I think it's gone away because we think we think it's been the end of history. Well, somebody didn't get that memo. Interesting, <laughs> Judge. I always like Steve's application. He's very real. <laughs> And folks, this will fit together when we get into the scripture. Bill's going to read short scripture, but uh, I'm going to take it from the author's standpoint, folks. We all we all plan for tomorrow, right? We don't think anything about it. We may go to work, right? We go fishing. We may go shopping. Uh, we are so caught up in our plans that we forget to consider whether or not we're including God in it. As most of you know, I just purchased a house. Bill has mentioned that a couple of times which occurred while the housing market spiraled up, upward out of control. The in event was excruciating to me because I ended up paying a lot more for the house than I ever intended to pay. Anyway, I am happy with my house because I believe the Lord led me to it. And when the Lord leads you to do something, he will give you the ability to succeed at it. Of course, the question there we've dealt with many, many times in our podcast is, how do you know it's the Lord's will? <laughs> well, <laughs> Maybe we may talk about that a little bit today, but the point is, uh, I, I felt like he was leading me into it. Now, in my case, finding the right house is a combination of listening to the Holy Spirit and being willing to step out on faith. And the hard part is stepping out on faith, folks. Uh, in today's lesson, James admonishes a successful businessman who is enjoying life, just like Bill. Uh, pardon me, Steve said, he's he's enjoying life by buying, selling, trading, making a lot of money, just having a ball. There is no doubt in this man's mind that he will continue an upward and prosperous <laughs> journey right tomorrow because this is what he did yesterday and this is what he did the day before. And James repeats a very familiar story to us told by Jesus when he told his disciples in Luke 12, 16 through 21. And Jesus explained that a rich, foolish young farmer uh, had his crops yielded a ton of, ton of uh, whether it's wheat, grain, whatever it was, he, he yielded a great crop, and he was so happy. He says, okay, I've made so much money today. I think I'm going to build some more houses tomorrow and, to storm, and store my crops there, and then I'm going to lay back and eat, drink, and be merry. And Jesus made the comment. He says, 
you fool. You have no idea that tonight your life is going to be required of you in heaven. Uh, you're going to die, and you're not going to enjoy any of this newly acquired wealth. And the point here is because he didn't say if it's the Lord's will. And that's going to be in the scripture day. Bill? Excellent. And with that, actually, I have a couple of uh, different scriptures that we're going to be reading. And I'm going to start with James. This is James four thirteen through 17. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All that such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. And the next scripture reading is James 5, 1 through 6. Now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourself in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one who was not opposing you. Uh absolutely different kind of employer than what i am used to and certainly the way that i entreat uh any of the people that uh have worked for me as a contractor and with that we're going to go ahead and take our break this is man up spiritual voice of spiritual oasis for men podcast we'll be right back this is bill cox director of man up spiritual oasis for men we're not pastors just regular guys thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA Channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details, please look us up on GoFundMe.com under Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men or donate directly through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org thank you so much for your support and now back to the fellas of man up and welcome back everybody this is man up spiritual oasis for men podcast number 245 and we're talking about money and in this particular uh well that's what i wanted to go ahead and talk about first um 
And the thing about money is basically money is a tool. And people that uh, work and produce things, they use money as a system to give value for value. You work for me, I give you value. Um, and then they can turn around and they can use that value to buy other stuff. Um, I understand where someone would be upset with some people that became uh, in, uh, wealthy and arrogant in a scumbag kind of fashion. Uh, but I know a lot of wealthy people. And I can't really say that any one of them is a total scumbag. And so I get this. I get this as some kind of putting up the rails uh, kind of thing. But like in my in, in, in my real world, it doesn't I don't want to say it doesn't apply, but I, I don't see it often. I'll, I'll go and because I've kind of been on both sides of the fence here. Uh, as a contractor and as uh, someone who has does contract work, um, I again, I, I think uh, James here deals in blacks and white, black and white, and absolutes. I think that's his his way of of doing it, either or, uh, which kind of hones the subject really down to it. You're either on God's side or you're on the world side. We've, we've looked at, a, at other, script, other, other bits of his letter here that, that show that. So, so we've got to take his style into account, but I, I, don't, think, I don't think that invalidates it at all. Um, this is one of the f- few areas where there's some specific instruction to business owners and supervisors. Usually you know, the, the Bible speaks of us looking to be servants, looking to emulate servants, looking to be a servant, and that's always a good attitude to have. We're encouraged to have an attitude of servitude. Uh, as an aside, I'll throw in that we scholars debate whether uh, James here is pointing to those outside his congregation or whether or not he, he's calling out people in his own congregation because he's Parts of this letter, he's pretty harsh on, on his congregants as well. So you can take it one way or another, but let me go back to basically, uh, we're, we're kind of taking this back to front. Definitely, he says, if you're an employer, you have certain obligations that uh, uh, the Christian life has put on you. One, one is pay your employees. Don't cheat them. Yes. Um, right. Which has been time-honored, time-honored issues. I, there, there's... Uh, I think more in the, this day and age, um, especially with large corporations, when you're a smaller freelancer or whatever, the games they play is how long can we wait till we pay you? Uh, typically, uh, yes. it's 30 days. You see, oh, we'll pay in 45 days. Mm-hmm. A couple of I've had a couple of instances where I've had friends who've actually been told, well, our new policy is 60 days or even longer, to which. Right, which I'm proud of those people who say, well, we're not taking those terms. And, but believe me, these, these corporations or these rep, the, the, the person who's in using it, I'm, I'm not going to, the person who has to enforce that policy, they literally melt down when told no. I mean, and I won't name this, in fact, I will name the company because you like to call them out because this person was doing contract work for General Electric. 
And they oh, said, they said that surprise you love this. You love this. And this is a few years back. A few days back, a few years back, more few years back, they basically said, well, we're not going to pay you for, for 90, put it on 90 days, three uh-huh. months. And the contract director said, no, I can't do that. And the answer back, but we're General Electric, right? <laughs> and like, uh, and like, right, and then she, and then, yeah. then she said back, I, "That doesn't matter." The woman on the other end literally broke into tears. No, nobody had ever said no to her. Yeah, and you see, this is this is exactly a modern version of this arrogance. Us, we are, we don't even have to think about these terms. We're so we're so arrogant. We're utterly shattered to tears that you would not want to work for us. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's funny. I mean, it's it's. But I'm going back to more serious stuff. That's yeah. that's I think the the games of cash flow and money management about the whole idea of we're not we're going to wait as long as possible to pay you, and it's it's kind of it's uh, that is actually policy. Unfortunately, I I when when I employ people, I pay them pretty much as soon as the job is done. Uh, I don't play these games, or, or you know, I'm, I've, I'm approved of the work. I don't play these games of, okay, now I'll wait another few months <laughs> to right. finish yeah. this off. Um, yeah. We, uh, on, on the other side, it is, is I think, also, and, you, and it speaks a little bit, you're saying don't go around flaunting your wealth. You will, and if you're, if you're wealthy, there's no need to to talk about you know how great you're doing okay i'm oh, sorry yeah. I took up no, no 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 i want to go back to what what steve says and i mentioned this in the, in the opening part and then we'll come back bill if you want uh, steve mentioned that that this person uh was bidding on a job for ge and ge <laughs> says we pay every 90 days that right and the person says i can't wait that long folks uh if you've ever had contractors work for you you know you should you should pay them at the most 30 days if they say tell you i can i can have 30 days that's fine after they finish the job. But the point is, I go back to the scripture here, and 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 Bill read, uh, and this is scripture in James 4, 13 through 17. It says, uh, it says, you're flaunting money. Why don't you even know that you may not have tomorrow? It says, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while in advance. Mm-hmm. By the way, <laughs> I look at clouds. Y'all ever watch clouds? You see them for a little while, and sometimes they totally disappear. That's our life, folks. As, and, and you don't know that when you're in your teens, your 20s, your 30s. You don't see it that way. But as you get into your 50s, 60s, you begin to see yourself as a, as a cloud or a mist that comes and goes rather rapidly, and it goes faster the older you get. But anyway, what I want to get at here, folks, is James tells them, this says, folks, don't plan on tomorrow unless you say first if it's the Lord's will uh, we will live or do this or that. Well, well, the question here and the point I want to make that, that Steve brought up is, is uh, you say to yourself, okay, I'm a contractor. I want to do some work for Exxon. I want to do some work for GE. Is it the Lord's will? Well, if he says, I ain't going to pay you for 90, <laughs> day, 90 days and it's you can't not, go without. It's not the Lord's will. You, you yes. didn't have to hear from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you heard from reality. Sometimes, in other words, sometimes the Lord doesn't, doesn't speak to you in that still small voice or that gut feeling or that particular Holy Spirit confirmation. Sometimes he hits you over the head. <laughs> right. He hits you over the head in reality, in real life. And I had mentioned that in the opening, folks, that, that we may talk about that, how we know it's the Lord's will or not. Well, that, yeah, that guy, that lady knew it was the Lord's will. You're <laughs> no, you forget it. Okay, Bill, I, I, go ahead for a minute. That's fine. Thank no, you for, that's fine. Uh, I, I, and I know, especially with men, and I want to talk to you fellas out there, um, and pride and arrogance and ego, but basically boils down to ego, gets a bad rap, okay? 
But honestly, if it wasn't for ego and need, I wouldn't even get up in the morning and I wouldn't go to work because um, if I didn't need the money and if I wasn't a proud person, I'd just lay in bed. Um, there are there are things that are productive about it. I think just like just like the uh, the little kitty that becomes a lion, you have to find a way to tame it. It does become useful, and <clears throat> I think you are doing yourself an absolute disservice if you think that um, this talk about about money and arrogance means that all money is bad and and all arrogance is bad and to me it's not however out of bounds it is well i don't know i mean, money no all money isn't bad arrogance though mm-hmm. arrogance goes it's you pride. know it's is pride it's pride. See, i it's think that's pride. the warning because i think you know money if you it, once, once you start believing that it's all yours and it's all you're doing it you 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 start down a road toward pride now i'm not saying now there is good pride there's pride we talked about it last week i think there's pride in a job well done there's there's pride in representing Mm. but the, the pride we're talking about is is basically because because you're a CEO or because you're a multimillionaire or because you uh, invented something, that puts you above everyone else or above a, in a class of boss, a group of peers, the, which, which I think is, is definitely a message of our, of our culture. You know, you're, you're, you know, step up to the, you know, to the founders club, to the, what, the plat, become a platinum card holder. Of, of American Express because there's only you know one one tenth of one percent have that. Ooh, 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 that is good. Um, what the, the important thing about money and the economy and and to take it back to where you started about paying is remember that what the world values is not what God values. God's values are different. So if if we live in a world we do we live in a world where where if you're a sports star, you will get a lot of money. Now that's because I'm not I'm not begrudging this. I'm not saying you know, um, Mike Trout or uh, you know or or Aaron Judge doesn't deserve the money he gets. He's in a he's in an industry. This is a, he's in an industry that generates billions of dollars, and he helps for their for that industry itself generates money for it. So he should be rewarded. The thing is, that's our world where. Where people, where our, as socially, our money goes into breads and circuses. A teacher, on the other hand, is probably much more valuable, but does not make nearly as much. And, and, and that's, that's purely the way the world works. But I think the extra dimension is, remember, that's not the way God works. And to think, to, to judge your value by the way the world values you, you always got to be second guessing that, because you've always because every time we look in the Bible, almost everywhere in the Bible, we read that the way the world values things is not the way heaven does, and yeah, and I see what you're saying, but every everything you do has got to be open to prayerful question. Yes, yes, and, and coming back to what you said. Um, 
both of you said this. I think you can be proud, especially when mm-hmm. you start out and put a God number one. Mm-hmm. The, the, the key that we overlook, folks, we, we did two lessons today, if you didn't catch mm-hmm. that, lessons nine and ten of the book we're, we're looking at with James, and, and, and you don't see a direct statement from the author, God has to be first in your finances, too. Mm-hmm. We automatically know, we've talked about this, you know this if you've been to church, that, that mm-hmm. keeping your family in line, keeping your family straight, you have to put God first. And then we've read some, uh, uh, the, 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 the silver rule, golden rule, love your neighbors yourself is number two. So number three is then put yourself, okay? Those are the, that's the order you should put yourself in priorities. And this is the same way with money. Like I said, the author didn't really say that. But when you put, you have to remember God. When you're earning money and everything, and, and the thing is, we can go along so well and we can be so blessed that we begin to start forgetting mm-hmm. that God has in fact put us in the position we were we are in. And uh, I, I don't think, and, and, and this first scripture I think says something that's very important, that if anyone then knows the good they ought to do, knows the good, and doesn't do it, it's sin to them. So if you accidentally don't put God first, I don't think you're going to be face toward hell. I don't think you're sin. I'm not saying you said that. I'm saying yeah, this I is what I had to read to me. Mm-hmm. Folks, every once in a while, we as Christians will accidentally do something that's assuming that assumption, mm-hmm. assuming that, mm-hmm. that we can take God's place or make a decision that we ought to be consulting for. Mm-hmm. And Steve was so right. And he says, whenever you make a decision, uh, ask the Lord prayerfully, guide him. And sometimes we just go along and we do it like we get up every morning. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get up in the morning and say, Lord, did you want me to get out of bed today? You don't have to be that quite that trivial. Mm-hmm. But there are times when we forget, and, and, mm-hmm. and the Lord has helped us make good decisions, and great decisions, in fact, and, mm-hmm. and we tend to forget him then because it's automatically tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill says, I'm going to go to the job, and I'm going to make mm-hmm. sure they painted the, uh, uh, the, the paint of the house. Whatever they did mm-hmm. work for you, right? And the, Lord, the Holy Spirit tugging you and mm-hmm. saying, you're forgetting something. You're forgetting something. That's where we have to be sensitive. He might say, you need to go over to this other job first. But anyway, mm-hmm. just, uh, just a point about listening to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we'll get it wrong. Sometimes and then God we'll made, told me to go ahead and take the second break. This is Man Up, <laughs> yeah, right. Spiritual Life for Men podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders. Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. And uh, it, we're kind of segmenting into that other part of the uh, yeah. lesson. Of course, we talked about money because money's a, money for men is a big deal. Uh, you know, it, you, you, that's, what, that's what you do. I, you know, I operate my family, operate uh, the company, uh, keeps the wheels going. As a matter of fact, if you might have uh, detected, I have a little bit of edge um, this week, especially about money. 
uh, my kids have moved out, <laughs> but they haven't uh, moved out of my wallet. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, you know, unscheduled expenses that I've had to uh, uh, suck up to. And I definitely prayed for my kids for taking that money from me, that's for sure. What did you pray? Uh, yeah, I, pr- I pray that they don't do it again, that's for sure. Uh, but, you know, the thing about it is also, though, um, and I look at James, and, and this whole study of James, and I just want to step back, and for you fellows that are out there, uh, you know, this this kind of thing is is my faith walk, and this is spiritual, and I kind of looked at myself, and maybe I'm a, a first-century pig farmer, <laughs> and I listened to James talking about, you know, and I, dude, I totally get it. Everything is God's and stuff. It's God's time. I should have God's will. But you know what? God made me a pig farmer too. And so I need to be, you know, as good of a pig farmer as, as I can. And I had a good dad, a husband, and, and, and that kind of thing. And so there's certain things that, that I don't question about God's will, you know, for my life and, and certain things where I at. Now, and, and certainly as you create those habits, there's certain times that I do question myself. And a lot of times, that's when I step away from that habit. Mm. And so there's, I, I can't say that I consult God all the time. Should I brush my teeth mm. extra time because mm. they're yellow from coffee? Or, uh, you know, it's, I, but there are times in my life when I really need God's input and direction because i know god had made me to continue on to accomplish stuff to continue to meet and be challenged and go on with life sometimes i just need the direction to make sure i'm going the right way boy it's a good thing uh it's a good thing jesus didn't cast out legion Mm-hmm. On their pig farm. Yes. That would, <laughs> oh, that that would be a drag. Yeah, but, but actually, we should Sorry, can, Steven, go put ahead. that in. You know, encapsulate that because yeah. I think you just you just gave the man you gave you gave the mission statement of what this this podcast is all yeah, about. Yeah. We're we're not holy rollers. We're not we're not pastors. We're just guys moving through life. And 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 you basically say you're, you're. I think we're all in that in that same place where we're not. You know we. We're not a pastor's household. I, now I don't know. I imagine you know where we where I, I don't know. My and, and and I'm and I'm kind of going to be convict myself here. In the morning, I do not get up and say a prayer. Uh, but you're 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 you sometimes questioning is what what really what's part of the process. You're you're involved. You're doing you're doing this, which is his own way an act of ministry, an act of worship. It's a, it's an act of of that reflection and 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 recognition. Um, it, it's it's a it's a it's a different way of exp- people express their faith in different ways. That's that's what it is. The 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 thing the danger is to go back to what what, what we were talking about is not doing this, is is and maybe not even being being claiming to be a Christian and not doing just just mm-hmm. basically going about your everyday business and not thinking too much about it. And you know, uh, that's a, that's. A, Let's put it that that is a risk that all Christians take if they're if if they don't stay rooted in the world. And and I come back to this because this is hard. I like you said, I do not I do not, you know, <laughs> ask God if I should get out of bed every day. No. 
But I'm constantly saying, is this, you know, every, it, it, you know, decisions, even... Is there a better know, way to do this? Is there, there a anything? better way to yeah, do it? Am right, I doing right. it right? Am I Absolutely. doing it right? So, so I, I just want to, we, we're going to talk a little bit about this whole, this first part we talked about, kind of God's time. Yeah. But the yeah. thing about no, it is... And, 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 and which kind of connects to the money bit, too, but it's a little more long range. But the thing about it is, in God's time, nobody talks about why. Everybody talks about the process of what you have to do to be a Christian and, and all the rules right. you should follow. And my wife, will when, when I get furious and I swear, because I do, <clears throat> and uh, you're not being a Christian, I, you know what? Don't, don't put a number on mm-hmm. me. This is not it. This is my life. I'm living my life. When you put the back cover on me, when you close the casket, then you can go ahead and reflect on it as a whole. Okay, don't talk about this one. This one situation uh, is is not being is mm-hmm. not being Christian. The whole idea about this whole journey and the fact that I am Christian, I just believe that not only will it make my life better, it will change me to help my environment around me be better. I can't say what that is necessarily mm-hmm. specifically, but I know that I have a better relationship with my wife I, than I would if I did not spend time in the Word and with the mm-hmm. fellas here. Better relationship with my kids, uh, although the, the, sometimes they absolutely infuriate me. Um, but I mean, and and that's it. And, and that I mean, as simplistic as it is. Nobody really talks about what's the result. Why? That to me, that is the why mm-hmm. for me. So, and and I think you're you're absolutely right. What? But what we're dealing with now, and now this is where 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 I think maybe it's time as Christians we all got challenged on this because James here goes right to it. Yes. Now listen, listen. He's, I he begins both sections. Listen, don't say, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, we will do this, do that. The whole idea of long-range plans. Now let's, let's go back a couple of years. Um, you always thought, on Monday morning, the alarm goes off, I go to work, the kids go to school. Yep. Guess what? <laughs> well, you know, two not years ago two in years, March, kids weren't year, going yeah. to school. Kids were at home. You That's weren't right. going. The whole, the whole thing. If you were, if you were planning two years ago, if you were planning a trip on spring break, like many people were. Hey, as I said, let's go down to Cozumel. Let's go to Disney World. Let's go visit Grandma. No, because Ain't you know you can't get on an airplane anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't remember. Remember, you Texas put up the. You couldn't go to people in Louisiana couldn't come to Texas. That's right. <laughs> without without having you know without going through a, a border check, which is which is kind of incredible to think about. And now, uh, you know, and all we spent two years talking about when's it going to go back to normal? When's it going to go back to normal? And now we're looking, we're looking in Europe, and we're actually seeing things we never thought we'd see again. A, a, another another country rolling tanks into a in, you know one country invading another just you know st- stuff stuff we watch we entertain ourselves in war movies with yeah. uh, is really happening and 
the, the ramifications are coming home. You know, we, you know we, we, for the last 20 years, we've been talking about, oh, those Taliban, let's just go in and bomb them, let's wipe them out. And now you're talking about a situation where saying, let's go in and wipe them out, could mean you might get wiped out in the process. Seriously, there is, there is a situation here that really should be giving everybody pause. And I mean, and no one thought this was going to happen. And I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, 20, 30 years ago, I was doing business in China for my publication, which was, we thought this was going to be great. You know, it's all, all the, the era of totalitarian is over. Democracy's won. Like I said, the, 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 you know, Francis Fukuyama wrote the book, the, the End of History. Well, you know, I guess Vladimir Putin did not get that memo. Yeah. Uh, because we're 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 back to that again, and this is uh, personally this is you know I didn't you know I would have not have seen this coming. Um, COVID was bad enough. This is this is I'm coming out and saying this is unthinkable. And I re, you know I'm old enough to at least remember history about you know war. My parent my father my parents remembered World War II. There are you know our kids today let alone even the 30s and 40s something, this has got to be completely yeah, alien, yeah. the idea. And, you know, nobody, it, it's hard to believe it's happening. And I think, and I don't know what to say constructively about it, but I think finally we're going to maybe question the, the, tech, the tech atheism that, you know, comes out of Raymond Kuzweil and Google that humanity is getting better every day. Oh, absolutely. And that is yeah. that We're is evolving. at least a That's you know right. that that we are we are evolving into some we, we we are going to transcend our nature. That how dare you suggest there's something wrong innately with mm. humanity that bends towards sin. That is a heresy in some places in California. They at least up to now. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know if you've lived your life thinking humanity is just going to get better and better. And I've run into such people. If, if I'm dealing with a little bit of a crisis now, I don't know what these people are going through. Because, uh, you know, look, look where we are. We are going back to, you know, plain old, I sound plain old humanity. And I think we've got to go back and look that there's something greater than this. And there's something that hum humans to connect to other than themselves and their petty political and social philosophies, yeah. that, there's, that there's real truth out there. And maybe, maybe the only good of this is some decent alignment back toward that. The, uh, the thing you're referring to, I, I, folks, last week's lesson, we said what causes fights and quarrels. This is too simple. Steve is hitting. Steve is giving you a narrative that's a beautiful, beautiful description or illustration of what's really happening out there. Okay, James says it like this: What causes fights and quarrels among you? Right? Don't they come from our desires that battle inside of us? Right? Thank you, James. But but people won't hear that. What they'll hear is what you said, Steve, because people don't want to hear this because this is spiritual. But it's but the, the basis, right? The root of it. Yes, right, right. right. It is a basis. You're driving it home. You, you're telling what it is and what people will listen to, and I'm telling you what James tells us: you desire to have something and you don't have it. You desire and you desire it so bad that you will go to the point of killing for it. You covet and you quarrel and fight among yourselves because you did not ask God <laughs> for it. 
folks. It's that, that simple. What Steve is telling you, and, and I'd say 95% of the world don't want to hear that explanation. The only ones that will hear that are the people that attend church and want to know what God's will is. You can find that in James, the book of James and all throughout the New Testament. But uh, 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 a couple things right here, folks. Uh, real Going back to this, we value ourselves. Steve said this bluntly and, and very plainly, folks. Look at yourself. How do you value yourself? How do you uh, attribute worth to yourself? Do you attribute in your car the size of your house, the amount of money you have in savings? Uh, do you ha- have a nice TV and surround sound system? Do you have a boat? Uh, do you have a beach house? Do you have two homes and you lease one out, folks? This is what we are bombarded by on the TV. Everything you see, you turn on the TV in commercials. Do you have a, 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 a wife that, that's got a 20-inch waist and a, a large chest and everything like all the commercials show, like Tom Brady, right? <laughs> Whatever it is. But, but how, what, is, what are you placing your value on? Don't be dis, dis, uh, confused and, and, and let the, the world's value system deceive you because it's totally wrong Mm -hmm. and it's very easy to do i found that since i was Mm -hmm. 20 years old since i started working i found myself going toward oh i need another car oh i needed a bigger house oh i need this or that and 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 it's all part of satan's rule over us folks i'm and now where's where's the buzzer bill you church church answers right but anyway just wanted to throw that out folks don't be confused and and so why are the wars what steve's telling about We've had the COVID situation before that, Iran, Iraq, we were, uh, we were attacked uh, on 9-11. Uh, everybody has this innate desire, innate desire within them to have more. It's called greed and envy. And, and we, we will do it. And if we don't control it, it controls us, folks. It's that simple. Just want to throw in something uh, real quick. Not to go down a, uh, a wrong uh, rabbit hole, but back when I was in the Navy, uh, we shared a common port with the uh, Soviet Union, and it was in Singapore. And I was actually in a bar. I was on r and R. I I was... Uh, I was on leave. I, I had a pass. And uh, there were some Russian sailors over there. And I thought, man, this will never happen again. So uh, I grabbed some shots, and I went over there, and I sat with them. And I kind of figured they couldn't speak English, and I couldn't speak Russian either. And so we just kind of sat there and looked at each other and kind of toasted each other. And I thought, this is pretty awesome. Um, but I noticed their uniforms. And their uniforms were rags. Like, for socks, they had uh, pieces of cloth that they took and they wrapped around their feet. And it looked like they had, like, a safety pin in them, like, for socks. And, I mean, my mom was kind of a seamstress. And, I mean, all her stuff, I mean, I wore patched pants, but they were awesome. And, but their, their stuff was all frayed uniforms and stuff. And the the thing about it is they aren't passionate about politics like Americans are because they don't have any say in it. 
and you go around the world there's so many so many other countries that the the general public they you know they don't really care about it because <laughs> it doesn't really matter to them nobody's asking them who they're going to vote for whereas Americans are we're individualists we take our 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 political views passionately because i mean it reflects us and that's why sometimes we go down this this rabbit hole that a lot of times i just think that hey it's out of my lane and you know there's things that i'll worry about and there's other things that are happening on and you know what it might be a sad very sad situation but you know what i didn't have much to do to start it and i'm probably nobody's going to ask me on how to end it either so i'm not going to let i'm not going to let it pile on to the sadness that i have in my life for my general life but i really feel though that God has given us the ability to positively affect not only our life, but the ones that are around us. And with that, we're going to go ahead and round the room one more time uh, to get some final takeaways uh, from the fellows. Going to start with uh, the judge. All right, uh, folks, we would probably all like to have a lot of money. However, it often <laughs> <laughs> it often causes unhappiness, uh, and you can you can tell this by looking at rich people. Rich people do not have a whole bunch of uh, real friends. Uh, they do not trust normal people like us. <laughs> they do not sleep peacefully at night. They worry about their money, whether or not they're going to be able to keep it or whether or not they're losing the stock market the next day, whatever. Anyway, anxiety is a, a symptom of too much money, by, by the way, folks. Now, that still doesn't mean I don't want some <laughs> or anything. But anyway, money becomes a problem when your appetite to own things becomes your goal. Now, the key point that I want to make is, is how you spend your money reflects the goal of your heart. Money and too much time often leads to an overindulgence of drugs and alcohol. You can tell this by looking at the number of movie stars uh, that, have, that have died, whether in the youth, Heath Ledger, uh, Michael Jackson, Prince, um, gosh, and uh, River Phoenix, mm -hmm. the young guys, so what, 20, 22 years old that have died. Uh, too much fame, too much money comes too fast, fast, and you don't know what to do with it. They, they get more than they can handle. So, uh, in other words, too much money will control you if you don't control it. So, takeaways. I want to say this: keep God first, and 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 again, I mentioned at the first, uh, pay your tithe and offerings. Give to the needy if you have extra money, charities which benefit the poor. And this, again, is the second commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, folks, be content with your wages, whatever you have. In other words, what I'm telling you is don't envy and don't be jealous of your neighbors if they have a nicer car or a bigger house. Uh, be content with your wages. Do not overspend. Learn to live beneath your means, not above your means. Be happy, and this is an important thing. Uh, uh, we talked about, Bill and uh, Steve said, be happy, and when you wake up in the morning, thank God. Try to remember to thank God in the morning that you have a new day and a new life to serve Him. And do not indulge in drugs, prostitutes, etc. People will prostitute themselves to acquire more money to meet their habits. Now, another one, keep your desire for things or toys on the last of your want list, folks. Don't put it at the first of your want list. Today's problem and crime stems from people who spend more than they make. And my final thoughts are people come addicted to spending and the offshoot is an unquenchable thirst for money. How you spend your money reflects your heart. 
and your heart should reflect God. So you keep God first. Bill. Excellent. Uh, Producer Steve. I'm going to... Mike just gave you some, some, good, some good tips, but I'm going to simply say this. I'm going to go back to kind of what Bill was saying about halfway through the podcast about uh, how, you know, he doesn't like the lists. And, and not that, and, and, not, not that, uh, and what I mean fine. by this is if you're, if, and I hope if you're, if you're either new to the faith or coming back to the faith or because of the, the world situation or even personal situations, being what they are, are rethinking this. It's it's very good. Bill always will, will get to, will urge you to go back to church in his closing. But I'll simply say this: um, don't worry too much about the checklists. Uh, definitely, as Mike said, when you wake up every morning, you know, give thanks to God. But I'd say this: uh, at the end of every day, just think on think on this. Uh, did you move the world a little closer to the kingdom of God? Uh, was it a net gain that day? And if, if it is, that is a good day. Excellent. Uh, I just want to leave with uh, one final thought. God gifted you, and not only us here, but we get uh, a lot of comments from the fellows out there and each one of you. And I think you know the fact that you listen to the podcast, you work on your spirituality, you are reverent, it is important to you. But we want to make sure that you use those gifts, don't hoard them, and don't be arrogant with them because there may be a reason why God gifted you. And thanks so much for tuning in. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 245. And on behalf of Michael Cropper, our producer, Steve Titch, my name is Bill Cox. And make sure that you are No Church Answers. Our 30-minute video show can be streamed from our Man Up Spiritual Oasis YouTube page. Subscribe and hit the like button, and you can leave a comment. And if you want to know what we look like, you can certainly see us there. And uh, Preach the Word TV broadcasts the show Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WYGA TV in Atlanta for those of you that are there. <clears throat> and if you have any questions or comments, you can go to our Facebook page or man-upspiritualoasis.com and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, well, shame on you for by now. But you can check <laughs> yes. out the, check out the Sugarland <laughs> Baptist streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, sugarlandbaptist.org. Starts Sunday at 945. And when you're ready, which should be now, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, Sunday school class where you can join for discussions like this. And find one that is men only. And if there is one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man. Created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up podcast.